everyone. Welcome to Dreadnought Mondays. Um, thank you for tuning in. Today we're joined by Kwan Glover. Kwan, thank you for being here. I appreciate you taking the time to do so and come and share your experience and knowledge. And um, if you wouldn't mind, uh, do a little introduction, tell people who you are and what you're, what you're about. Yeah, so like, like you said, like Kenny said, my name is Kwan Glover. I'm 26 years old. I turned 27 on December 25th. I'm a self-published author, victory coach, business owner, and a serial overcomer. And my, my charge, my mission, my purpose in life is to inspire hope and change using uh, my ordeal, my story, my journey, and the book I've written and things I've learned over the course of my life to bring others out of victimhood into ultimate victory in, in your life and becoming the hero of your own story. Awesome. I really like that. Thank you for, for that intro and sharing that. Um, we're going to jump right in um, to your book. And you mentioned um, helping people come out of um, victimhood. Um, first off, what inspired you to write your book? If you wouldn't mind, give a little story. You had some, some challenges you went through, some setback. And then also after that, would you mind touching on um, what victimhood is and how people, you know, kind of fall into that trap or or what those symptoms are, if you will. Okay, so yeah, I'll be brief for my story gets kind of lengthy. I've had a stroke, three brain surgeries. I've had opioid addiction, uh, battles with suicidal ideation, personal anxiety, and at the end of it all in 2017, which was my last surgery, I had a $1.2 million medical debt. And I've overcome all of that, but it took a lot of trial and error, a lot of things I had to come get over in my mind and, and victimhood really plays a big part in that because when you often, you go through trauma or traumatic experience or you go through a hardship and you become, you were a victim of that when it happened. When you enter victimhood is when you live in that experience, when you use that to justify the way you are or using it as an excuse to get uh, special preferential treatment or when you use it as a crutch to keep you from doing things in your life. That's when you live in that victim mindset, the victim mentality, just like a neighborhood, you live in victimhood. So my charge again in life is to get you out of that space, to get you to look at the person in the mirror and see the ultimate version of yourself looking back at you, so you become the victor in your own story. I like that. I like how you, how you um, compare that to a neighborhood that you live in, because it really is like that, you know? Um, you, you can choose to, to dwell there, to use it as a crutch, as you said, you know, oh, I, I can't do this because of, or that'll never happen because of, or, you know, I'm not good enough because of, or whatever. You can find all sorts of excuses to, to keep yourself in that neighborhood of victimhood instead of um, changing it and moving out of that, that victimhood. So I, I love how you do that. Um, <clears throat> What are some of the first things that you, you help people when they, when they know they're in there and they want to change and, you know, start packing the boxes, if you will, to move out of victimhood? Yeah, when you're in victimhood, the first step is acknowledgement. So you have to understand that, hey, you are living out your trauma in other areas of your life. It's starting to affect you in a negative way. So getting the person I'm working with to understand that, hey, you have 
you've had a traumatic experience, but you are not that trauma. Does that make you who you are? So getting to, to acknowledge that, hey, in fact, I am living in, in victimhood. Then you have to start taking action, you know, doing things that get your mind out of that work place because you start to believe the the loop of lies and negative thoughts you telling yourself you start to create this narrative that reinforces the fact that you've had that trauma and what a lot of people don't know is that your brain doesn't have a, a way to tell the difference in time so when you experience something and then you relive it you're bringing that past trauma into the present moment so you are constantly reliving and recycling and reliving and recycling that emotion every time you bring it up in, in your present moment. So getting them to acknowledge and then moving forward and getting them to realize, hey, it happened to you, it's a part of your journey. What did you learn from that? What did you gain instead of focusing on, oh, what you lost or what people took from you or what, what it took from, you know, what it took from you and your relationships or your marriage or whatever it affects, looking at things you are you can do something with looking at the things that have made you a better person what have you gained what have you learned and then you think about okay adjusting those changes may have affected you physically mentally financially spiritually whatever you look at it but how are you gonna take those changes those challenges and adjust to make your new reality flow in direct parallel to who you actually are a lot of people tend to refute reality and keep carrying around this narrative of who they expect to be. And when you crash a hot and a cold front together, you get a tornado and that can be a, a leave your life in disarray, leave your mindset un, unhinged, if you will. So getting them, getting them to make that adjustment. And then uh, I call this the bottom of the V. So if you look behind me, this thing is this little banner, it has the shape of a V. And then you look at the logo, it's kind of like a V too. But those first two or three steps there are kind of like this side of the V. And then when you get to the bottom of the V, that's usually when you hit rock bottom. And I call that point acceptance. That's the point when you have that aha moment, when you decide to make a decision. You know what? For me, it was like, you know what? None of the things that happened were my fault. They happened to me and, you know, they, they weren't something I made happen. They just happened. When you have that aha moment and you're at the bottom of the V, then you can start rebuilding yourself, rebuilding your life to go back up the mountain to a more positive um, mindset. And again, you're gonna face battles on both sides of the V. But at the end of the day, once you reach the, 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 the you reach that low point, there's the only way it goes up. So it's, it, after you make that decision, then it's on you to really decide to do things and make choices and relationships to get on an upward trajectory to your ultimate self. I like that. And I like how you mentioned, um, you know, the mind doesn't tell the difference in the time frame. you know. Um, I'm, I'm by no means a, an expert on the mind, but something I've learned and known is that your, your subconscious will accept whatever your conscience tells it to. So if you, if you tell your subconscious to stay in the bottom of that V that you were describing, that's where you're going to stay or to try and climb back up through the, the negative side of that V, you know, that's all you're going to find. That's all you're going to see is those um, <clears throat> negative experiences, you know, but if you, if you start telling yourself, you know, even if it's just a little tweak, 
at a time or whatever, then you, on the positive side, then your mind's going to start going through that. And then as you climb higher and higher, your, your positive, um, <clears throat> excuse me, your, your positivity will continue to drive you to want more positivity, to keep going in that positive motion. Absolutely. There are incremental steps to big gains. A lot of people think there's innovation and then there's incremental change. A lot of people think, oh, well, I wasn't walking yesterday and I'm not running today, so I should give up. Well, like you said, you make those small little, little by little by little by little, and eventually you're walking. You may not be running yet, but you have made progress. Um, so, yeah, incremental small steps for big gains. Absolutely. You know, and, and everybody's timeline is going to be different. You know, um, we'll go with the, the walking to running, you know. Um, your timeline might be a year that it happens and someone else's might be 10 years or someone else might be six months or whatever. You know, one thing that's, that is commonplace, um, you know, is people compare to others, you know, um, they're chapter two to your chapter 20 or whatever, you know, and, but they, they don't look at the, the circumstances they're in or the progress they're making or, you know, how much, you know, um, the other person has been working at it, you know, they just see what they see at the moment. You know, they don't see the whole history and timeline of all the effort and everything that has gone into it. And I think if, if we're not careful, you know, just comparing that will make us slide right back down to the bottom of the V. Yeah. And again, the comparison for me, it's okay to admire someone else for where they are on their journey. Well, the minute you start comparing and saying that should have been me or I should be, you don't know their circumstances. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know how they've been working. You don't know what kind of help they've had. So it's really futile and it's often defeating when you compare your chapter two to your chapter 20, as you said, so adequately put. Oh, absolutely. You know, like, like you said, it's, it's one thing to admire them and use them as a positive role model. You know, if they can do it, then I know there's hope, you know, there, it's possible for me to get there too, you know, and that you could use that to pull yourself closer to that goal that, you know, on that positive side and help you climb up that, that positive side of the V. So I like that. So thank you for sharing that. I'm actually looking on your, the Instagram page, not Instagram, sorry, LinkedIn page. Mm -hmm. And you have um, your core values, and then you have the, the PEEP, purpose, empathy, authenticity, and perspective Yeah. on there. Would you mind uh, talking about those a little bit in more detail on each one of those? Yeah. So when I started the business, I had like a formula that I was using on with some of my clients. And, uh, you know, purpose is... It, it, when you peep something, you kind of see it before anyone else sees it, or you kind of get a glance at it, or you, you slightly see. And in that, you know, when you look at yourself, you see, you start to see your purpose. After you reach the bottom of the V, you're going to start seeing when you choose acceptance. And the first thing you have to do is make a decision to choose acceptance. And acceptance doesn't mean you're over everything. That just means you're choosing to open up yourself to other opportunities. You know, the first thing you need to really see the ultimate version of yourself is you have to see your purpose, and that stems from your why. And then empathy is seeing 
what it's like to be in another person's shoes. When you say you're sympathetic to someone, you're feeling for them. Like, oh, I feel bad that you fell in that hole. But if you're empathetic, you're saying, oh, I know what it feels like. And I, I feel as bad as if I fell in that hole. I feel with you, not for you. Empathy is kind of what is lacking in our world today, not able to, not allowing you other people to see in other people's shoes. That's why it's so damaging with social media when you can just attack somebody and never have to see their face or see their emotions, see how it affects their life. And then authenticity is the most effective way to be successful, the most efficient way to be who you want to be. But it's often the hardest thing to do because we're constantly comparing. We're constantly looking at other people and wanting to be another person and you were only built to be you. So when you're not being authentic, you are not in alignment with your true purpose and it throws everything in a ray. And then perspective. I think that's another form of empathy, but it's self-empathy and that yesterday you could only move one finger. Today you're moving two. Then tomorrow you're moving three, four, five. And then in a month, you're moving your whole arm. But if you're constantly this close to what you're doing, oh, I should move my whole body by now. But like a month ago, you weren't even moving at all. Now you're moving your whole arm. So perspective is a way to look back on things and say, hey, you know what? I actually am making progress. Despite what I've been through, despite the hardships, I am still progressing. And perspective just allows you to give yourself a little bit of grace, a little bit of empathy to let you know that you are actually making progress. I like that. <clears throat> and I like how you put um, an empathy, how you you feel with someone and stuff, you know. You may not understand what they're going through completely, but maybe this is like a small part of that and say, hey, let me help you with at least this little bit as much as I can, you know. <clears throat> Um, if you're going through X, Y, and Z, maybe someone has already gone through X, you know, let me help you with, with X. I, I, I have a little bit of experience or whatever. I've gone through some of that. At least let me help you with that. And then my buddy over here has been through Y, you know, what, let, let him help you kind of thing. And then just working together and building on each other. So I like that. So, and then, what you're hitting on there is very important because when you're experiencing trauma or hardship or something that really is bogging you down, you often isolate yourself and you feel alone. And one of the big things in my journey when I discovered, when I discovered and when I talked to other people is that when they have a community or people that love them and people that understand around them, it makes the, the, the trauma, it makes the hardship a lot easier to get over or get through it, it doesn't cure it but to know that you're not alone is is a, it can do wonders for your 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 mental health your men, your emotional health um and your spiritual health absolutely you know and the, to to see people that want to help you climb to the top again get, um get over that not like get over it but be able to move on from that and grow from that you know so. absolutely it's definitely huge. And like you said, with perspective, you know, if, if you're so focused on, on not being able to move your whole body, you know, but you don't see the, the arm that you're moving, there's, there's no chance that you're going to be able to, to help someone else. Right. You know, um, to, to analogy with that, I'm in the financial services industry. And so I, I tell a lot of people, you know, if, 
if there's a hundred dollar bill out here, but they've got that quarter, they're watching that quarter so closely, you know, keeping an eye on it, making sure it doesn't go anywhere. They're not going to see this hundred dollar bill right here, <laughs> you know, and they're going to miss all these opportunities to, to progress, to grow, to help others because of that perspective. It was a video I watched today. You cannot see the picture if you're in the frame. And that's the same thing with the quarter and the hundred dollar bill. If you step back a little bit, give yourself some perspective, you'll see the hundred dollars, you'll make better decisions. Yeah. You know, and then, then you'll be able to look back and like, oh, I, I do have this. This has, you know, this is a positive thing for me. I can move my arm. I can help this person with this, you know. I may not be at chapter 20, but I'm at chapter two, you know, and, and I can I can go to chapter three. You know, I know I've gone here, so I can go to the next step, you know. So I, I do love that. Sorry, I'm, I'm just looking at your, your uh, LinkedIn account some more. It's got a bunch of great stuff. So, and then with your book, what was it like? Now, was this your, your first book? Yep. What was it like doing that? Um, you know, a lot of people, the first, you know, unknowns and stuff, you know, oh, I can't write a book. Who am I to write a book or things like that? And now it's all over Amazon and whatnot. And so if you want to talk about that and this, you know, um, being able to write it and being able to put it on paper, what you're feeling kind of reliving that enough to put it on paper. Yeah, um, a lot of those blocks happened. You know, I started in July of 2018 and I picked it up and put it down. I picked it up and put it down. You know, I had the same holdups. I can't write a book. Who, who do I know that I wrote a book? Like, am I actually going to write a book? And then it was another layer when I decided to get into it, having to relive everything that I've been through and see it on paper. Those are uh, uh, very, very hard, but it was also a cathartic process completing this journey and then going through the, the back end business part of it, getting edited and cover created and all those things that go into what a book actually entails. And then uh, something that sometimes I forget to point out, I wrote the book with one hand. I still don't have dexterity in my right hand. So I wrote the book with my left hand and I'm right hand down it. So that was a, a feat in itself. And I don't normally talk about it because I just forget. I just wrote a book, but um you know, that was another challenge I had to overcome. And, you know, I just made a schedule for myself. Every day I'll get up at like six and just write for an hour or two. And every day I'll write more and more whenever I, you know, picked it back up. And then I didn't get serious about it until about August. And that's when I hit the bottom of the V and I stepped into acceptance of my current reality. And I was able to um, really make, make strides and finish the book. So it was a, a challenging process but it's not impossible. I think everybody should probably think about writing a book because everybody has a unique life experience that the world does not always get to see your perspective on. And uh, everybody had a perspective of everybody's point of view. I think the world would be a lot better place, but it's just not the reality of human nature, but I, I think there's a story in everyone. And this is my story and I'm sticking to it. No, and, and that's, that's perfect. That's like what you said, you know, be, be true to yourself, be who, who you are. You know, a lot of people, they, they kind of shy away or hide those experiences because, you know, it might seem, um, um, degrading, 
to their, their who they are now or to their image, you know, or whatever. But in all reality, it, it adds to them, you know, it's part of who they are. It's how they got there, you know. It's it's a piece of their story, you know. It's like um, ripping out chapter four in your book. Right. What, what, what? That doesn't make sense. How something's missing here, yeah. <laughs> you know. But but then it can inspire others who are going through the same thing, you know. Kind of like you said with the empathy thing, you know, it's just being who you are, telling that story, and you know, not using it as a crutch, but using it to push yourself forward and to help inspire others with it. Absolutely, and it, it gives you a bit of character, like. If you come out of life clean and you present yourself as having no scars, you didn't really live a life. I think it takes a little bit of rumbling in the mud, a little bit of scratches and scrapes uh, to build character and build a little bit of integrity and give you a little bit of grit so you can really say you lived a, a life on this planet. Absolutely. You know, there, there are some, some scars that I wouldn't want gone for, for anything. Right. You know, physical and metaphorical, you know, because those are experiences that got me to who I, who I am today and where I am. You know, I didn't necessarily ask for them or want to go through them at the time, but I'm, I'm glad I did and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. And like, I, I really like what you said about ripping out chapter four. For me, I, when I read a book, I need to read all the parts. I need to have all the, the little intricate notes and everything. Needs to be, when you have an incomplete book, that's like having an incomplete person. How did you get to where you are now? I'm missing something in your story. And that leaves uh, a, a lack of understanding of yourself. And the world will never really understand the true person. So when you start having instances where people treat you a certain way, it's because that part is missing from your story. I like to say vulnerability is my superpower. Empathy is my weapon of choice and my story is my fuel source. Without my fuel source, I would not be able to do what I do and say what I say and feel what I feel. So I will never rip out my chapter four and I'll keep building my story from here on out. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and just being able to um, share that with others can also help you grow and stuff because it's you know, not necessarily a highlight or the highest point in your life, whatever. So sometimes it's it's easy to kind of hide it away or whatever. Um, so that's that's extremely important that you share that with others. And then when you you know when you share your low point, the bottom of the V, when you get to a point like the differential between that low point and whatever you are now. You could just show a lot of growth and people are inspired by that growth. So I think it's really important just to share those moments, no matter how deep and dark they are. If you can overcome them, you have a story there. Absolutely. And, and then it just builds from there, you know, um, then it circles back around. Um, someone else can come up to you. I, I moved from the bottom of the V up to here because of your story, you know, and, and if you use it correctly, and that just makes you want to go for it more, achieve more, try harder, you know. You know, um, certainly not for to brag or to look at me, look at me, but you know, just uh you're you're automatically inspired and you wanna help people even on a, a more better level and stuff. So it's all 
it's um, another good reason to, to share your story and be who you are. Even if that person is just yourself, you know, if you, yes, I went through that. Yes, that's part of me. But look what I'd be able to learn from that. Like you said earlier in our conversation, look what I've learned from this. Look where I've gone from here to here. Look what I've achieved. Look who I've helped. Look, you know, to inspire yourself to keep going, to not slide back down into that V. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so what would you share with people who like are, are just starting out? You talked a little bit more about that, but um, the admittance and then the taking the steps, <clears throat> you know, what would you say to, to help them keep going? You know, especially after those first steps, if, you know, they, they miss a step or they fall down, it's, that's the point that's easiest to slide back down. Yeah, um, when you're going uphill, it's, it's definitely a battle against gravity, and those are the forces of life. They are gonna, understanding that when you are trying to recover or come out of something, it doesn't mean you're over the hump. It doesn't mean nothing else is going to happen. You know, they often, people often say that when you're either you're on your way into something or you just getting out of something. Well, you're, when you're at the bottom of the V, you're just getting out of something and you're on your way into something else. Underst knowing that ahead of time and understanding that's a part of your life journey and knowing that it doesn't go straight back up. Sometimes there are twists and turns and setbacks and all that. Those are part of your journey, part of your story. And I always say this to people. The darkest night always comes before the brightest morning, and your morning is coming. Understand that when the night gets dark, and there are no clouds, and the sky is dark, pitch black, the sun still has to rise in the morning. There's still light at the end of the tunnel. Even when that candle burns down, there's still a small ember, and it just takes enough air to really ignite that flame. So when you're feeling down in the dumps, when you're feeling like uncertain, and you, you, you want to quit, just keep going because there is, you never know when your biggest breakthrough or your biggest success is right around that corner, right after that big, the big fall off, the big debilitating defeat. Something bigger and better and more beneficial is on the horizon. Just stick, stick to the fight, trust the process, things. And then when you experience something negative on the way to that success, it's not, oh, that was a loss or that was a really negative experience. What did you learn? What was the biggest challenge? What have what are adjustments are you willing to make to keep going? And then you have to think about another thing that helped me is like, I didn't depend on my own willpower. I, I made my sister and my family, my friends, my motivating force. If I quit, if I gave up, if I stopped moving, then they see me quit. And then I've given up on them. So I couldn't do that. So. You know, you have a limited amount of willpower. At some point, it runs up. But when you leave that motivating force to the people outside you, the people that you really, really love and admire, it motivates you even further just to give that one extra rep when you're on the bench or that one extra squat or that one extra uh, medication or that one extra therapy session that can really turn turn the uh, turn the tide of your, your battle, whatever you're facing. So, you know, getting help from your outside community when you know, understanding that it is not a straight up and down journey. It's often filled with twists and turns and challenges and 
cracks in the bridge, but understand them, the sun must always come up. And it's on the horizon, you just have to keep going. I like that. And I like how you, you mentioned your family and, you know, and wanted to succeed for them, to be an example for them. And how, what would you say to people, you know, who are isolating themselves, like you mentioned earlier, or at the point where no, you know, they're, nobody understands what I'm going through or, or um, sometimes you hear, I don't want to burden them with my problems or they've got enough problems of their own or, you know, nobody can help me with what I'm, you know, no, no support. How, how do you help them to be able to find that support, recognize it or get out of that? This is a, a, this is a narrative I've run into a lot recently, even with myself, I used to be in a state where uh, I can't call this person. I don't want to talk to them about this. It's going to bring their day down. And for one, you don't know that you're assuming that based on our narrative, you're created for yourself. So you saying that, hey, I'm going to be a burden. I'm going to bring them down. You don't know that for a fact until you ask a call or text or email or whatever, or Zoom or whatever. Um, also, when people say there's nobody that understands, that's false too. That's an assumption you're making because there are 8 billion people in the world. There has got to be one or two people that really understand. And there are communities out there that are groups made for people who are to have different hardships. There's a group out there for everything. There's a community out there. So you may have to go and find it. And, you know, we're in a virtual situation right now. I mean, we live in the age of the internet. There's a way you can find a community. And there are people like myself. There are people that have companies that are willing to give help. There are therapists out there. There are a number of resources that we have to, you know, allow ourselves to tap into when, when we isolate. You know, there was a TED talk I heard recently. And it was about a study with rats. And there were two water bottles. And one of the water bottles was filled with, like, cocaine water. And the rat, when the cage was empty, the rat chose the cocaine water. Nine hundred out of ten. When they gave him, like, a rat's amusement park, because his environment was so filled with things, other things that brought that rat joy, they didn't really, they didn't really drink the cocaine water. It's oftentimes not about like what you're feeling it's a psychological thing component as well it's about your environment so start you have to uh talk back to those voices that tell you to stay in bed and isolate yourself because that's like a a, a thing that we commonly do when you're going through something no one understands i'll be by myself i'll figure this out and again i've said you know your willpower runs out you, you're not meant to you're not born alone so you're not meant to live this life alone and I think, you know, people out there that feel like no one understands, I'm alone, there's no one out there for me. That's a false narrative that you've gotten from somewhere and that your mind is re re recycling that over and over and over again and you're starting to believe it. So challenge those thoughts, challenge those feelings. Look in the mirror and tell yourself, you are enough, you are adequate, you are beautiful, you are strong, you are brilliant, all those things and start going out there in front of the I mean, you don't have to go out there and find a thousand people right away, but talk to one person and see, you know, there may be a chance that that person understands. And if you, if that person understands, somebody else will. And if people are like out there waiting for you to come talk to them, all you have to do is let them know you're there. And then the community will come find you. I like that. Um, I like how you said, use the resources that are available. 
you know, we, we have the internet and stuff. I mean, I'm in Utah and you're in DC and we're talking instantaneously you know, because of the, the usefulness of the internet. And um, I'm also going to take it a step further, you know, don't let other things stop you. Know, oh, I don't have money for therapy or something like that. There's going to be a resource out there that can still help you, you know, to, to get to the next steps and figure out that, okay, you don't have money, we'll figure something out, you know. But like you said, just ask or whatever, just, you know, just start with one person or start reaching out with your parent or your brother or, you know, your best friend or whatever. But there's there's people out there that can that can help that can give you what you need and being in business i i deal with uh i forget what they call it but it's like um objections all the time so like i don't have money for it or i don't have time for it or i have to ask my significant other these are things themselves you call objections but when you talk about yourself you don't have money you don't have time you have to ask someone else. You're basically saying, I don't have time or money for myself. And I have to ask someone else about my own health. And I think, you know, if you don't prioritize yourself, then like how you are the only thing that keeps you living. So you have to prioritize that. You are the main source of you. So when you don't prioritize that, when you say, oh, I don't have the money, or I don't have the time to delve into a resource, there are free resources. Like, like Kenny said, there are resources out there that allow you to work things out. There are resources out there that won't cost money or don't take a lot of time, but they can get massive benefit to you. So, you know, take a chance. Use the internet, use your friends, family, loved ones, acquaintances, work. There's, there's always something out there for that's there to help you. And I think, you know, you're worth, you are worth giving yourself a shot. Awesome, I appreciate that. And, um, would I be okay to venture out and say that reaching out to you is absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, reaching out to you and we'll um, get the contact information here later in the show, but you know, there's, there's people out there that'll help There's people that have gone through some sort of what you're going through or some part of what you're going through. There's people that have the resources that just want to help. There's programs out there. Um, even if it's just someone to sit and listen, whatever, there's, there's people, there's resources, there's tools, please just reach out. You're not by yourself, you know, um, as much as you may feel it. And, um, you know, we totally understand that because we've both been there on some degrees and whatnot. Um, reach out. Yeah, I, I think. And then, you know, what I've noticed also is when I give out my contact information and I say, hey, you can call me anytime or you can shoot me a text or an email, nobody calls. They don't email, they don't text. And I think they are unsure of that, that I will understand or they are uncertain that I will be able to facilitate the kind of communication that they need. And if, you know, I can't help you or we can't have a conversation, Again, there are other resources that you should tap into. So there's always an avenue you can take to to get yourself healthy. Um, so don't be scared. I'm not gonna bite your head off. I'm, I'm not gonna yell at you. I'm just gonna give it to you straight. You know, from my experience to yours, understand. I'm also empathetic, so I understand people have very sensitive issues sometimes. They don't feel comfortable talking to a stranger, but I think there are people that are licensed to deal with certain issues. 
and there are resources too. I, 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 but again, I am putting myself out there as a resource and my company takes their step further with the coaching. And um, I think the world will be a better place than people just really stopped and invested in themselves and then went out into the world and invested in other people. Absolutely. And, and like you said, there's other people, you know, so if, if you, if I need help with something, you know, and I reach out to you, Juan, you know, and you may not know, or you may not be able to help me all the way. You, you may know someone that can, or, you know, or, um, you know, since we're so far apart, um, physically, you know, I'm um, being in different states or whatever. Okay. Contact this person. They're a little bit closer. Ask them, or let me reach out to them and I'll get back to you or have them call you. So there's, like you said, you, it, Gonna, you're going to be able to find resources if you just reach out, you know. Absolutely. And then also with that is having the acceptance, you know, letting people help you, you know, accepting that help, um, being able to work with that and be willing to, to grow and use that help. Absolutely. I think, you know, again, acceptance is not saying you're okay with it or like you're completely over it. It's just opening yourself up to opportunities and some of those opportunities are going to be resources so yeah it's really important so get out there and get help if you can if you're ready to and you know i think you're going to see your situation improve greatly yeah, exactly just reach out um Juan, where where can people reach out to you where can they find your book i know it's on amazon um and we'll post uh i've got some links we'll post this with the video as well but um where can people reach you if they wanted to reach out and ask you or talk about your book or whatever? What's the best way for them to reach out to you? Yeah, I'm on all social media platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Kwan Glover. I'm sure if you put my name in Google, I'm like one or two Kwan Glovers in the United States. So I'll pop up and you can reach out to me there. Uh, you can also email me directly at overcomeadversitytoday at gmail.com. Again, the email is overcomeadversitytoday at gmail.com. And you know what, Kenny? If you really want to get straight to me, you can call me, text me, whatever you want to do. Leave me a message at 240-723-2134. Again, my number is 240-723-2134. I may not know you. You don't have to tell me your name. Um, but I think I'm pretty sure I have a good grasp on understanding where you might be and just having a conversation with a stranger with no bias may help you, uh, have a little bit of clarity and be able to get to the other side of the beat. Awesome. And again, we'll, we'll post all that in the comments, but with the video. So thank you for sharing that. Juan, thank you for taking the time to be here, um, and sharing your experience, sharing what you've gone through, you know, being willing to help others you know, as best you can and whatnot and share your experience. And um, thank you for writing that book and, um, you know, just going through that because, you know, I have a, a slight understanding of what it takes to write an experience on paper and kind of, in a way, relive that experience again. So thank you for writing that book and putting it out there for others to read. I appreciate that. And thank you for tuning in. Um, please share this with others, you know, if you need help, please reach out. We can all do what we can to help you and reach out to others that we may know that can help you. And thank you for tuning in.